0: Thank you for listening in right now. Glad to have you here. My name is Nyla, and this is Greener Thoughts. I help you understand the environment today so you can experience a greener life. Let's connect online. You can reach Greener Thoughts by voice message. The anchor.fm link is in each episode's show notes. You can do so via the Anchor app, or by email at greenathoughtspodcast at gmail.com. First environmental holiday that we're gonna just briefly talk about is the last one for the month of May which is world no tobacco day it's on May the 31st so this is a day where we celebrate not using tobacco so this means all tobacco products including cigarettes uh, chewing tobacco uh, making tobacco products and other things related to tobacco. So again, May 31st is World No Tobacco Day. So the next segment is Headlines from the Hemispheres. It is about environmental news from all over the globe. And when the the first headlines is about uh, news coming from the Maldives, which is a vast community, an island community, And um, it's a special one, I think for me, and because of uh, one of the ties to this documentary um, that I'm gonna talk about in a little bit. So, We Fought Hard, the Maldivian community that saved its island from developers. And I found it on positive.news. It's a great website, it's also a magazine, and it features all types of positive environmental news from all over. Um, but it's also um uh, based out of the u- the u k so this is a story of the maldives and um and includes uh, Rashtu and uh, mandiu the islands there and so those who may be familiar with the document uh, documentary documentary um the island president back in twenty eleven may be familiar with the Maldives, uh, The Island President was the name of the uh, uh, documentary, and it was an eye-opener mainly because climate change, global warming, uh, sea level rise, all of these uh, things are interconnected. They're very uh, one in, in, in touch with one another, and the president at the time Um, was really reaching out to those all over the world to look at the Maldives and adjust the issues there and look at how global warming is impacting his neck of the woods. It was a great um, eye-opening film, and I I went ahead and emailed uh, some of the uh, folks involved in it, uh, some of the researchers there, and I got some emails back. This was way long ago like back in uh, 2012 I think when I watched it um and it's a it's a powerful film I I impress upon anybody who's interested in global warming issues and in a in a in the island president um as he was dubbed who wanted to change things and shake things up and let the world know about the Maldives um and how it's affecting his people then you should definitely watch it. If you love um, documentaries, you will love that film, Um, especially if you love environmental films as well. So this news is interesting because it's of these islands and how back in 2019, uh, there was uh, ownership um, of the, the islands that was sort of, handed into the environmental protection agency of the uh, Maldives and they were they were uh, managing you know the environmental uh aspects and care of the islands and the Rashtu Atoll Council is involved uh, in there as well uh it was talking about how um there was a, an amazing victory of the local community there and in 2015, the Maldivian um, government, they announced that um, the there was going to be the the islands were going to be sold to a resort developer with plans to turn them into a luxury, you know, five-star private island resort cutting off access to the people on RAS 2. And um, in response to that, the... Uh, development of these picnic islands, as they're known. Um, the local community launched a campaign to save uh, Ma- Madivaru back in 2015. Social media was going crazy. They were educating folks about how the island was to be safeguarded and they wanted to do away with the proposed plan. And, you know, they were talking about the threat of the health of the coral. The residents really banded together and now they can live in peace instead of in worry and uh, they don't have to fight um, to watch over the back of where they live. Um, So they they really uh, were one of the communities that banded together and that really um, were were fighting um, the good fight. And so that's a powerful example of the Maldivian community uh, rising above and demanding that the the developers um, back their plans down. The second news piece is about climate change and also deforestation. So climate change and deforestation mean Earth's trees are younger and shorter. This was found um, on NPR.org in this special series on the environment and an energy collaborative piece. And so this is um, news from the USA. So it's nothing new. Um, Terrible things like rising temperatures, deforestation, um, influxes in development, and climate. These all transform the very makeup of Earth's forests, um, according to new research published in the Journal of Science. And researchers, they found that roughly um, a big chunk of the world's uh, old growth forests have been lost, about 33%. Between the years of 1900 and 2015, and just in the past year, back in 2019, there have been so many massive wildfires, as you can imagine, across Siberia, the Amazon, Australia. I I did some um, news pieces about uh, the Australian wildfires and also those in the Amazon. So deforestation is an issue that is coming up again and again. Illegal logging, um, it's happening in Southeast Asia though and in Brazil um, as well. And human driven climate change is a big factor um, in deforestation and it makes it difficult for the, the forest to recover and uh you know them recovering from different things natural events wind events flooding fire these are are taking uh, longer for the forests to recover and then lastly the last news piece is about fracking so fracking linked to rare birth defect in horses study so this was on uh, environmental health news Um, EHN.org is what it's known as and this was out of two different universities that were studying this. So, out of Oregon State University and also Cornell University. So, there was a huge study that was uh, linking um, and tracking uh, fracking chemicals in farm water and rare birth defects in horses. And they observed these um, as a as a warning um, about fracking and even human health, how this could affect human infants um, and those who are very young. Uh, so it was one of the first studies and it's believed to be one of the first to actually find fracking chemicals and farm water and how it's linked to birth defects in farm animals. So it all started back in 2014 when veterinarians at Cornell University Hospital for Anim- Animals in Ithaca, uh, New York, they were finding that there were um, fowls, which are young, um, the young of uh, horses, how they were diagnosed with a really, really rare birth defect, about half of the uh, fowls, or five out of ten, from only one farm in Pennsylvania were having these defects. And the birth defect was um, dysphagia. And dysphagia is characterized by difficulty swallowing, You're having uh, the horses are having abnormalities in your throat, and so they're inhaling their milk instead of swallowing it like normal, and so they're getting pneumonia because of the milk getting trapped in their lungs. Um, This is a very uh, devastating and, again, rare um, birth defect. And so the research kind of, it talked about the solution to it and the filters and the water that could be done and and the numbers getting lower. And so it's some really interesting uh, numbers there. Again, it's rare um, to have picked up on this. But for more information, the research um, was published online and it's in the journal Science um, of the total environment uh, back in uh, May 2020. So the news for this podcast episode comes mainly from ScienceDaily.com, a really, really great source for so much in science, so many different topics. Um, I decided to pull a bit from Um, you know parks and uh, nature and so I want to discuss public parks I think it's a it's a a fabulous um, piece of society and how we we go about exploring nature and the outside that I think a lot of times is underrated And, you know, if the weather's bad, you really don't feel like going sometimes, or if it's crowded, it can be not so much fun, and there are rules to follow, of course, because it is a public setting. But overall, there are tons of perks with public parks, with national parks, even with amusement parks, but with parks that you have to make your own fun, they're a great place to exercise. Um, Be involved in sports of all kinds. You meet new people, sometimes familiar faces. There are festivities, especially if the park is big enough. And you can pack your lunch and just relax and de-stress. It's great for small kids, you know, toddlers. You know, you can use uh, that time to bond with your babies or, you know, even teens. Just go ahead and throw a ball or kick a ball or play hopscotch or jump rope, etc., um, it's just a, a time for free fun um, and, and lots of enjoyment. So we're going to talk about some of the, the benefits that are sort of unconventional when you think of, uh, you know, being out in the public space, like a park. Um, and we're going to talk about wellness there. So we're going to talk about public parks and green space wellness. Um, and this was from the the, the University of Geneva, uh, U-N-I-G-E is the acronym. And we're going to start off with why public parks are important. So regardless of, um, you know, anything, you know, it's it's not fun being stuck at home, maybe bored, or you've read all the books that you can read, you haven't gotten fresh air, uh, you've done all your chores, or maybe you don't feel like doing them early in the morning, and maybe you'll, you know, think about it when you get back. And, you know, parks are a great place for those who want to express PDA, which are public displays of affection um, in a public space in a, in a in a space where you can do that. Um, unless you're in a, a country or region, maybe where it's unacceptable um, or maybe where it's socially unacceptable. Um, you can, of course, meet up with friends in places in the park. It's, it's great. So outside, there is a certain freedom. Unlike anything else it's just the outside it is uh un unrestrained it is it's not indoors closeted anything like that parks they are amazing because they come in all sizes, big parks, small parks, local parks, community parks um special ones uh, memorials uh that are inside parks, and you know they're they're funded. Um, and so parks are a wonderful type of experience and uh, they depend so much on uh, which country you're in, uh, which regions uh, you, you're, you're, you grow up in. Uh, not all parks are the same. Uh, So, uh, with the international team uh, at the University of Geneva, they wanted to determine how green spaces contributed to the well-being of those who live in the city. So city dwellers, um, urbanites, people who live in cities. So uh, those who may or may not have too much exposure to green spaces. Uh, So the research was showing that uh, parks play an amazing role, an essential role, in the well-being of individuals and families, regardless of their social class. And regardless, um, you know, parks, they play an essential role because they're not like shopping centers, shopping malls, or the roller rink, or anything like that. They're a a special class all on their own. And even when uh, parks are closed, especially during something like a a pandemic, like in the one we're currently in, in the coronavirus pandemic, it sort of intensifies um, inequalities um, in well-being. So um, a pandemic definitely will put a damper um, uh, on your well-being, but parks can sort of help that. And so they studied four different huge Asian cities Um, And they interviewed all different types of residents in four different places, in Chennai, in Singapore, Manila, and also in Shanghai. And according to the residents, they uh, said that green spaces um, ensured uh, better uh, biodiversity, also health, and it means that they were able to have sustainable well-being which is their personal well-being and also the sustainable development around them. So it really encompassed a lot. And uh, with the researchers, they were developing um, uh, an essential list, an amazing list of the nine needs that humans have to have. Um. And these are protected needs. And so these were also validated by literature reviews, experts, and other research. These are sort of universal things that every human needs and that green spaces, parks, outside um, environments kind of provide on some level. So the nine needs of humans are the next thing we're going to talk about. So the list, uh, the list of all these are number one, the availability of goods that satisfy vital needs. Number two, turning your own idea of everyday life into reality. Number three, living in a pleasant environment. Number four, growing as a person. Number five is self-determination. Number six is doing activities that you value. Number seven, being a part of a community, number eight is uh, taking part in decisions about the future of society, and number nine is being protected by society. So with this amazing extensive list, the researchers from uh, th- those studying all for the Asian cities and also the co-signatories of the study. They, you know, asked the residents about their use of public parks, their benefits they gathered from them. And their analysis showed that the ordinary people, these residents, they assessed their well-being using those nine different protected needs, and they distinguished um, between what they needed and what they wanted. So with the research, um, which was supported by the Swiss Network for uh, International Studies, they found that the use of green spaces fulfilled all the protected needs to a certain degree. But the um, the numbers of 3, 4, and 7, which is living in a pleasant environment, growing as a person, and being part of a community, kind of scored more significantly than the others. Parks are really rich, um, not just culturally, but even, you know, societally, depending on where you live. Um, parks are awesome. Like, there are huge investments in parks, um, the maintenance there, the uh, communities surrounding them that make them home. Um, just There are just so many events that happen in parks, um, festivities, just uh, concerts. There are so many things um, that I can name that happen in parks and I think they're really amazing because of what they bring out of a person, um, because of you know the, the relaxed state you can be. You can multitask in a park. You could travel to one and, and go to another one and no two things are the same. Um, You can find out the history of of parks or the the, the park markers and what they stand for. Um, You can find, um, you know, different wildlife in parks. There are different trails. Um, Some parks have, you know, greenhouses. Some have gift shops. Some are just uh, one of a kind and just, you know, straight out of a, a, a beautiful magazine. No two parks I can think of. Um, are the same, and you know I've been to a few, so you know i I enjoy them, and you know there's always something uh new to find out um or learn about in a park um you know you have tours that you can go on depending on the park is big if it's a if it's a national park um it's a protected space um and they're just they're just beautiful. Um, you know, I love uh, parks for a few different reasons because, you know, I feel relaxed every time I'm there. I don't want to think about anything else. I'm either in my car or outside. I've, I've, I walk around sometimes. Sometimes I read a book. Sometimes I eat at a park. Sometimes I catch up on things I have to do. Uh, you know, I always am talking to somebody. Sometimes I meet um, a friend that's there, an old friend, and we catch up, you know, by chance. You know, sometimes I talk to who's ever there. Uh, You know, if there's playgrounds there, there's benches I can just sit on, etc. Sometimes I daydream. Sometimes I I figure out what I want to do for the day or maybe for the week and plan it out in my trusty to-do notebook and in my my to-do list. And I get things done. And sometimes I'm able to catch up and just have lunch there as well. It's a great uh, space. You know, you see people who are on break. Uh, business people, uh people who, you know, grandparents or people who are tired maybe and they're just chilling or they're eating. Um it's a it's a place where I do stuff in my car. Sometimes I may clean my car or may take a nap. And so I feel safe doing that, you know, at the park. So I love going to the park. I, I've been to the park uh, for a, a lot of times especially during the summer sometimes late spring even before it gets too too cold outside um but parks are great to um uh, be a part of uh all throughout the year but if it's if it's extremely unsafe as far as the weather I suggest don't go to a park but if you can go when it's nice and pretty outside uh, not too rainy but you will um you know encounter um not so good days to go to the park which is understandable but, um, definitely if you have some time, definitely go to, you know, your nearest park and just, uh, absorb the beauty, absorb nature, the clean air, the birds chirping, kids running around, adults talking, you know, families. sometimes you'll pop in on one and there'll be like a mini family reunion right at the park. There's one, there's a park Not even 10 minutes from me. And so I love going to that one. Um, And it it is near my uh, old uh, elementary school. So, you know, I love it. Um, So I want to get to talking about the list of nine um, things that we uh, learned from uh, what the researchers sort of cultivated. Um, I think one of the um, relatable parks is is number three, four, and seven also, so living in a pleasant environment um urban dwellers, I think that they um they they love the fact that they could just go to a park and and know that it's a safe, comfy environment, it's a lovely environment, it's a peaceful environment so so of course it's pleasant um and uh that's that's an amazing thing to to have because um sometimes it's not safe to be at home, sometimes you want to get away. Um sometimes you want to just um not think about your problems or not be bogged down with with thinking about work at home especially for those who work at home now that the coronavirus is is, is upon you. Um with self determination, um that's a, another one of the things in the list with growing as a person number 4. Um I think that that's important because um with growing as a person like you change throughout the years. Um, but your memories at, at the park, they kind of changed too. Like I remember, you know, being at the park and being with classmates and it be, it was fun and hanging out, you know, but now that I've, you know, since graduated and so many years has gone by, like my use for the park has changed. Like I'm not there, um, you know, playing, you know, volleyball and, and, and thinking about, um. Uh, you know prom i'm thinking about you know just going there to you know have some fun to catch up with people uh maybe take a jog around the place or read or something else but i enjoy the space nonetheless um also being a part of the community i think one of the uh more um uh, appropriate um uh things that is important for humans um being a part of a of a system being a part of a community is so important because you want to um not be a stranger to where you live if you if you grow up uh, with people and you want to have friends and you want to know your neighbor be a part of the community be able to go to somewhere like a park uh, like a school, like a like an event. Uh, going downtown, going uptown, and being a part of of uh, the space where you're sharing it with other people. Um, you know, n- knowing them, greeting them, uh, having some things in common. Maybe you, you all have uh, kids around the same age, or you like similar things, or uh, they are barbecuing and you like barbecue, or some other type of food. Or maybe you're an immigrant, and maybe they come from an immigrant background. You are having some some camaraderie there, some similarities there, so you don't feel so much like a stranger. Being a part of a of a park community or a civic association or something of that sort, you're able to, you know, bounce ideas off of each other. You're able to grow friendship with other human beings. You know, we need that. And especially in a time of the coronavirus, we need to, to talk with each other and to see each other. You know, of course, socially distanced, you know, hand sanitized. Um, masked up, but we need to have that interaction. It sort of, um, you know, it brings back uh, memories of 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 wanting to do activities in the park and knowing there prior aren't going to be as many people in the park actively doing stuff. But just being out and being part of the community is really important. Um I know that we you know would take that for granted back earlier um you know in the year before the coronavirus really hit us but now um I think as seeing especially here in the US how many people have died even worldwide how many people you know aren't here anymore uh, we have to take the small moments um and and treasure them and I think we can do that with parks um when the when the weather is beautiful um or when you're you're you want to do something special uh being outside i think a park is a safe bet especially since most of them are roomy you have plenty of space to to uh to roam and to be free um some of the other um points on the list are important as well um you know being protected by society um you know the availability of goods to satisfy vital needs um, I think that really pertains to, like, food or, like, shelter, which are in certain parks and other things like that. But um, I think food, shelter um, are some of the things that satisfy vital needs, especially for us humans. Um, last thing I want to talk about is um, that fun thing I learned while just perusing uh, on the Science Daily site is that there was a, an article talking about uh, irregularly um, shaped parks and how they reduce the mortality risk of people who live uh, near them. That's what a new study from uh, researchers from the Texas A&M University were um, uh, bringing up. And so this is 2019 research, and they were doing statistical analysis out of um, uh, uh, Philadelphia residents and they looked at the land cover and landscape uh spatial metrics and also health outcomes of the residents of Philadelphia and they looked at the census tracts and how many people are connected and aggregated in those spaces there near green spaces and the shapes of the parks the irregularly um ones irregular ones they um the residents had a lower risk of dying which is a pretty cool um uh thing to learn like i didn't know that so uh i think that this kind of proves even further that parks uh irregularly shaped um in the weird ways that they are um that they will definitely um make sure that you 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 don't die uh, sooner than you need to So I love learning about that. So parks are amazing. Check out a local park where you live, uh, explore a new one, uh, go when it's beautiful outside, when the weather's safe, um, and be sure to protect yourselves. So next up, we're gonna learn some amazing uh, tips of how to um, have fun in parks, how to just enjoy the space that's there in the next segment. Mm The Mother Earth Minutes is where we review in the next few minutes proactive things that we can all do to combat the issue in the episode and to protect Mother Earth. I think one of the the issues in the episode, uh, because there aren't too many, is that we don't spend enough time... Um, being in parks, you know, city dwellers, sure, urbanites, they definitely will have um, some relation to the outdoor spaces, green spaces, but not a lot, but if they are able to to make that change and do it, then uh, they're better for it. But for those who live in greener spaces, or maybe don't have the time to, or maybe want to Uh, go out in parks more often or maybe you know do that often there are tons of things to do in parks many of these uh, I'm going to talk about I have done some of these I haven't done but uh, in any regard you will have fun doing any of these things Um, and some of these will probably inspire you to do more um, at your local park or maybe for a family vacation uh, anything in between, you will love these ideas. They're really simple, really easy, and all of these can be done at parks. on the first uh, tip is to play with your pets and bring them to your local park, especially if it's pet friendly. If it's not, then this tip isn't for you, but if it is, great, you know, as long as you have your pets leashed up, um, or if you are in a park where maybe they don't require a leash, have leash laws um, but as long as you can bring your pets uh, at the park it's a, it's a safe um, you know environment and it's 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 friendly all around I suggest that you just bring your pet it's amazing um, there are plenty of uh, parks that are specifically pet parks like dog parks um, I haven't heard of too many cat parks but um, you know any uh, space that you can be in where you can put your pet in is a really uh, good uh, space to thrive in, to have some fun in, to you know relax in, you know, and exercise in, etc. Number two is to host a family reunion. Now, with family reunions, you can uh, break out the uh, barbecue, you can grill a little bit, and of course have your trash and recycling bags on hand, compost bin. Uh, and get you some charcoal and all types of food and you are set to go as long as you have all your family there It's a great idea to have uh, your family reunions at the park. I've I've had a few family reunions uh, on my dad's side um, Where we had family reunions in like parks and we had them under like huge uh, picnic uh, tables um, that were already established in the park, so all we had to do was set up the grill it was fun times amazing times I love that idea and you should definitely you know check it out especially if you're big on family reunions not sure um, what the idea for um, location is this year you know how's everyone gonna pay for this you know just have everyone pay for maybe some travels um uh you know um transportation costs and some food and you're good to go number three is to set up game challenges for fun so these can have prizes or not have prizes but the goal is to have fun you can do things like hula hooping or jump ropes uh, for endurances Um, You can um, have eggs and spoons for balance testing relay challenges. You can do uh, soccer balls or maybe uh, basketballs um, and, and have those as dribbling challenges. And then plastic cups and water balancing on your head, for example, in a race as a challenge. You can also maybe do a wheelbarrow challenges, human wheelbarrow challenges, or um, three-legged races. Those are also fun as well. Number four is to have the... Community parks or even larger parks make these home to uh, things for the families or individuals and these are places where you can host fairs carnivals special events. These are um, things that will get your attention so if you are uh, if you live near a big park and they're able to cater huge crowds of people this is your park that you can celebrate um, big events. In uh, be part of carniv- carnivals or things that are in town for just a short period. This is a fun time to uh, get in on this action. So be sure to check your uh, radio uh, announcements, uh, n- local newspaper listings, online info where you live for events that are happening happening in parks near you. Number five is to take a hike or even exercise at your local park. You could jog, you could sprint, you could walk alone, or even with friends. This is the time to exercise. A park is a wonderful, large enough space where you can do that, whether it's local, whether it's a huge city park, Um, whether it's a a state park, national park, um, you have plenty of space to be able to exercise. Maybe you can bring a little bit of some equipment, maybe some stretchy bands, some dumbbells, um, or you could just, you know, take a walk um, and just have your, you know, water bottle on hand, your reusable one, of course, Um, or just walk with friends or um, be a part of a, a, a walking or exercising group. Um, and then go to a park um, as often as you'd like. Number six before the last one, number seven, is to have a picnic. Now picnics are fun. I've been to a few picnics at a park and you can go on dates um, and have a picnic. You can bring family um, and just have family get-togethers. and have to be a f- reunion, but it can be a get-together where you, you know, see extended family you haven't seen in a bit. School classmates, old classmates from before. Um, you can, you know, have little mini uh, reunions at the park with all your schoolmates or even work events. Work events can be fun, too, and I've been to events um, a few work events where it was like a picnic setting and also uh, associations or organizations um, those are also fun times to have at a picnic within the park you can either have the food prepared or catered or if it's cooked on site that's fun as well or you can bring your own food no matter what um making your food uh, yummy and having it prepared uh, beforehand or, or on site um at least you're having a picnic and you're having it with friends you love family you love people you know and care about and then lastly number seven is to play amazing park games now these are great you could pay you could play um uh, uh, frisbee Foosball, football, basketball. You could swim at certain parks if they're big enough. Um, You could jog, play tag, hide and seek. uh, And those are maybe for those who are a little bit younger. Uh, Board games, if you really uh, feel so inclined. Charades, uh, especially for those who are a little bit older. You know, teens, 20s and up. Um, And then you can play music. Um, Have someone pull out the banjo or guitar, maybe they want to show off their talents, Um, other musical instruments, did you redo, harmonica, etc. Or you could also dance, Um, you could mime, all types of things you could do, Um, all other types of games as well. But these are just a few examples of some things that you can do in the park. The fact of the day is that Earth acquires a new moon the size of a car, called 2020 CD3. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club, Sierra Magazine, in the May-June 2020 issue. This is the Eco Company Spotlight, a fun time and amazing time in the Green Thoughts program where we're going to explore and talk about another amazing environmental product from an amazing company. As you know, I've been reviewing products for quite a bit since February 2019. I've reviewed a lot of different brands, probably over a hundred um plus, probably a hundred and twenty-some plus. And so, I love doing it every single time. If you know a product that you would love to share with me, I enjoy reading those emails, you know, getting that info, and I could definitely talk about it. Um, And I love doing that. I'll definitely point you out um, in your message to me. You could also uh, voice message it as well. Um, One of the latest companies I want to let you know about is great, and it's called Wonder Drink. So the founder, Stephen Lee, he has a rich history with tea. He's no stranger to it. He co-founded Stash Tea and Tazzle Tea, and he discovered uh, kombucha after uh, learning about uh, it on a trip to Russia and its fermentation process, and it being sparkling fermented tea. And he loved it so much and was enthralled by it, fascinated by it, that after he returned home, he founded Wonder Drink in 1999 in Portland, Oregon, and started uh, not too uh, long after that. It's guaranteed non-alcoholic, and it's full of benefits like acetic acid, which supports gut health, with a tea, polyphenols, which are antioxidants for overall better health in general. And also, it's healthier than soda when the drink is delicious and it's a safe way to enhance your health it is committed to sustainability on a few different fronts mainly because it's gluten-free, non-GMO, they have a US uh, DA certification as far as them being organic, they're vegan products and they also have recyclable packaging So Wonder Drink is great because it comes in so many different flavors, and there's a few different types. So they have their prebiotic, uh, which comes in flavors of apple mint, ginger peach, and tropical mango. And they have three cans that you can buy for $7, six cans for $12, and 12 cans for $20. You kind of can't beat that. And then they have their prebiotic, Biotic Plus, which is in salted uh, watermelon, which is in prickly uh, pear cassara or cascara, and then their turmeric ginger for the same um, amounts in prices for three cans for seven dollars, six cans for twelve dollars, and twelve cans for twenty dollars. And then they have their original cans which you can find in Asian pear and ginger for 24 cans for $25, and then traditional flavor in 24 cans uh, for $25. With their variety packs, they have those in four packs, um, uh, so those four individual uh, cans for $5. And then they have their eight packs for ten dollars. And then with the variety pack flavors, um, they have the different flavors. You can get a three-pack for seven dollars, a four-pack for eight fifty, so eight dollars and fifty cents, a six-pack for twelve dollars, and a 12 pack a twelve pack for twenty-one dollars, and you can also get swag merchandise that they also sell. All their prices are in US dollars. To learn more about prebiotics in general, just head over to their site, wonderdrink.com, and then go to discover prebiotics. I love Wonder Drink um, mainly because I tried their cherry and black currant, uh, the glass bottle version, and they were in 14 ounces. One of the biggest amounts I've probably had for uh, kombucha because I've had uh, several different types of kombucha from Aldi mainly but they're amazingly good. Um, I really love the fruitiness of it because I haven't had um, too much of a, a fruity kombucha before. I've had the ones that you can get from Target, um, which I love, by the way, because I, I did a whole review on them. Um, and I've had the ones from Aldi, the the um, ones that you can get from there, and the ones from also Costco too. They're ginger and lemonade ones. Those are a fabulous. I love them. Um, but but the black and current one that was super um, uh, sugar intensive as, as far as in a good way, kombucha is lovely because no kombucha is the same and depending on which company you get it what brand, it's totally different. So the kombucha I've had from Costco for example is totally different from this one I've had of Wonder Drink and vice versa. It's really tasty. I, I drank both bottles. I loved it so much and I wanted Wanted more if I could have bought more at the store I probably would have gotten my hands on some more but I love the fact that it's super healthy it reminded me of fruit soda but it was kombucha and kombucha has its own flavor and it's so zesty it's so sparkling so fruity so fresh very very tasty um, you can have it for lunch for dinner Uh, Great for teens, uh, kids, adults, everyone, cookouts especially. It's eco-friendly, great ingredients, and of course, non-alcoholic. So it reaches a bigger, more vast audience. Um, I definitely give it a 5 out of 5 green thumbs up, I love the packaging, it's 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 simple, uh, reusable, especially with the glass bottles, and not so much with the metal ones, but they are of course reusable, you got the metal, and then you have the glass uh, bottle ones, but the metal uh, packaging is definitely the newer uh, options that they have for the packaging. And the pricing is super affordable. Those U.S. dollar uh, portions and prices there um, that you get, you get the different cans uh, for little to no money. Um, it's it's amazing the uh, varieties that you get and the pack options that you get as well with Wonder Drink. So with Wonder Drink, they can be found in store. Um, definitely online too, um, especially by going to their website, Wonder Drink. So going to www.wonderdrink.com, they can be found at Giant, uh, Streets Market, Target, uh, Yes Organic, and other fine stores all across the U.S. You can find Wonder Drink on plenty of social me- uh, social media platforms, Like Facebook at Wonder Drink Kombucha. Kombucha is K-O-M-B-U-C-H-A. You can find them on Instagram at Wonder Drink. On LinkedIn at Wonder Drink Kombucha. Pinterest at Wonder Drink Kombucha. Twitter, same thing at Wonder Drink Kombucha. And also at YouTube at Wonder Drink Kombucha where they have amazing videos. Uh, so, to contact Wonder Drink, just go over to their website, uh, www.wonderdrink.com, and then go to contact us at the bottom of the website to mail them, to message them directly, or you can email them at hello at wonderdrink.com, or you can give them a call at 1503-224-7331. This topic, I really hope that you enjoyed it because it's fresh. It reminds you of a great time that you've had at a park, or maybe it gives you some ideas of how that you can uh, spend your time at a park next time that you happen to go. If you love parks, um, I really especially hope that you love this podcast episode. Maybe someone you know loves parks. This would be the perfect episode for them to go ahead and listen to if the season is right, if the weather is great. I definitely, uh, you know, suggest going to the park. It's always fun. Uh, There's always something new happening at the park. So this is a a fabulous um, podcast episode to, you know, delve into to talk about some of my experiences with parks and some of the amazing information, um, you know, talking with um, you all about it. It's been great. Um, Please enjoy yourselves next time you're at the park. uh, Think of this episode and how fun it was. Um, But until then, please be sure to check out another podcast episode coming up in the future soon. But until then, please take care of yourselves and please take care of our lovely, amazing planet. Thank you and take care. Bye. Bye.